growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, hello, beautiful. So glad you're with me today because we are talking about how to position your beauty business for sales and ultimately success. So this is a topic you don't want to miss. Whether your business is open yet or not, we're going to be talking about how to start getting sales. And also, what if there is like a second wave of COVID-19, what we need to do to position our business so that we're prepared to make it through the storm, so to speak. I think that this time around, we will have a better idea of what to expect, but Can your business handle another shutdown? That's really the question. So we're talking about how to position your business for sales, such an important topic. And I think what I've noticed is I was talking to one of my students from the Elevate program last week, Thursday, and she's doing fantastic. Like she is riding high. She was able to implement the things that she learned in the program to set her business up for success. And then so she was able to still make sales while her business was shut down. And she also was able to take advantage of some of the loans and the government assistance. And she's doing great. And I'm so happy for her. But I also have to say that for me, I mean, I have a completely different experience. So I know that everybody's on has had different experiences. I know, like I said, for me, my business in New York City was shut down. And because I live in California, I wasn't able to get unemployment or any of those benefits. Because I have employees that are out of the country, the PP loans and a lot of the loans, I could get loans, but it wouldn't necessarily be forgiven, right? Like the forgivable loan. So all the money that people were getting, I wasn't getting. I haven't even got the stimulus check yet. So I don't know what's happening with that. And then also there's been some other family strains and so forth with my kids home. And so I've had a different quarantine experience than her. It just made me think about how everybody has a different experience and how now certain businesses, like we see certain states are open. We see certain countries. I know when I look out on the social media feed, I see some people that are saying my business still isn't open yet. It's not going to open until like the second week of July. And they're stressed because they see other people that are open. And so, or even other businesses where you're like, what's the difference between going to this type of thing versus coming into a beauty salon, right? Like, especially when we can do a lot of things to protect them with our PPE, the personal protection equipment. So there's a lot of frustration with that. But what I want to really talk about is, like I said, positioning your business for sales because it's easy to get distracted with, are we opening now? Okay, what do I need now? I need forms. I need this. I need that. And not really thinking about what might happen in the fall. 
right? If there might be a recession, if it comes back and really thinking about how we can build our business and position our business right now. So now the thing about positioning, a lot of people don't know, we actually teach positioning. It's one of the pillars in the Elevate program. It's part of our patented Amplify system, which is to look at audience and authority attraction. Then we look at your marketing message. And the next part is positioning. Now, positioning has two parts. First of all, there is positioning your brand for brand awareness, okay? And when you're positioning your brand, this has to do with how people see your brand, your own visibility. Do you have a unique solution? When they look at you, do they know, when I say they, the prospect, does the prospect know that you are the clear cut solution? Like you are the one that they should go to. To because they see it in your positioning, which also relates to your marketing message, right? So that's showing that you have a unique solution in the way you do your beauty services and procedures. So also there is positioning of your offer, which is how you offer your services, which is another deep conversation that we're not going to get into today. But We are going to talk about one part of that and one part of the offer. For example, you have offer, you have your price, you have the experience. That's all part of your offer. But we're going to talk about the positioning of your business in terms of brand awareness and in terms of sales. And that is going to be with the first part. And we're going to talk about social proof. So if you've heard me talk about it before, I have a unique take on it today. So I have some things to teach you. And I think that will really help set your brand up for, again, more sales and more success. When we think about social proof, social proof is really so important these days. I mean, it's always been important, word of mouth and testimonials, but it is even more important today because people don't trust the advertisements that are out there. Right, People are a little not sure when it comes to advertising. There's been so many, you know, there's been so much fake news and false claims and, you know, you never even know what to believe in the news and the media and definitely with advertising. So when you have other people that are raving about your brand, then you are able to have this social proof. Let me just say, the more social proof you have for your business, the easier marketing becomes right? You don't have to do a lot of marketing when you have a lot of visible social proof, right? Marketing gets easier and easier, right? Because other people are already talking about your business. So that's one of the great reasons for you to do social proof. So first of all, people are skeptical of advertising and of businesses. So We want to have that social proof to build up authority and credibility. The second thing is that when people are trying to decide between you and the competition, the more social proof you have, the more they are going to decide, you know, it's going to go in your favor for them to come to you. And then the other thing about social proof is that it continues to build on itself. Like for example, the more social proof you have, I feel like it almost starts to snowball. The more testimonials, and it's one of those things like, we know we need to get testimonials, but we forget. And we forget to do it. And it also feels like, oh, I don't want to ask them. I don't want to, you know, 
impose on, you know, asking them to do one more step. They've already given me money, that type of thing. And so we hesitate to do, to actually get the social proof. We hesitate to ask for the testimonial, but I'm going to give you some ways to make it easier today so that you can build up your social proof and have more sales. And I was thinking about how our society right now, especially with everything that's happening with COVID-19, the racial wars, like the civil unrest, like there's just so much going on that people are distracted now more than ever. And so it's challenging to get your message across, right? There's some really big changes that are happening. And I think it's all going to be for the good. Like I'm one of those that I feel like change is never comfortable, but it is for the good. And so people are always distracted by looking at their phone and social media and so forth. So it's harder to get the client's attention. But when you can get the client's attention with a social proof, a client, a case study, a client saying, I had this service and I was feeling this way and I was a little bit nervous about having the service and I was a little unsure, but I'm so glad I did, right? A testimonial like that and you have that and you can put that on your social media or that on your website, that's going to grab their attention because first of all, people relate to stories. And there's an expression that facts tell, but stories sell. When we hear stories, we find ourselves in the story. So we think when we hear that story, you're potential clients might be thinking, oh yeah, I'm nervous too. Like I'm thinking about having that service, but I'm not sure if I should do it. Right. And when they see somebody that was in their position that has come out on the other side and is raving, that makes the decision easier for them. Right. We like to know that we are making good decisions, right? We want to know. I mean, that's just a fundamental thing as being a human. You want to know, you know, how many times have you bought something and then somebody says to you, oh, why'd you buy that? Or why'd you do that? And then all of a sudden you don't feel good about that purchase, right? We want to know that we've made good decisions. And so that social proof helps the client know that they're going to make a good decision. So even though you can have all of the frequently asked questions and you can have all of these beautiful before and after pictures and all of this stuff, on your website that we need to have, if you do not have some really good case studies, some really good testimonials on the front page of your website, on your homepage that are going to grab their attention, if you are not consistently posting testimonials on your social media, then you kind of fall behind, right? Because that's what people are going to be looking for. And I believe that going forward, especially for the future in terms of there might be another wave of COVID-19. And when people are deciding, and if there is a recession or whatever happens with the economy, in any economy, you want to have a solid business. And when people are deciding how they're going to spend their money and what they're going to do with their budget, you want to give them a clear reason why they should come to you. So social proof. Okay. Hopefully I've convinced you that you need to be getting more testimonials. I think most of you know that. What I was saying is when you first buy something, well, I'm not sure if you heard the the car example. When you first buy a new car, you were super excited about that new car. And then as you continue to have that car, it just becomes another car, right? So at the beginning, we are super excited about our purchase. And then as time goes, our excitement 
kind of wanes, right? So if you can get the client to leave a testimonial and to give you a testimonial when they are most excited, which is usually right after they have the service, right? They're feeling good about having the service. Okay. Now, if you have a client that is, say you do permanent eyebrows, maybe microblading or something like that. And afterwards, they're still like a little unsure or, you know, they feel like it might be a little bit too dark. That's not the time to ask for a testimonial, right? Because that client is still not sure. The best time to actually get the testimonial is when the client is most excited. This is called the bell curve, okay? The bell curve is when the client is most excited about which is usually right after they have the service or purchase the product. That is when they feel best about it. Now, you could also time it when they come back. Like, for example, if you're doing a service where they're coming back for a follow-up, if you're doing a series acne facials, if you're doing you know a touch-up for their eyebrows and they're coming back, you could get the testimonial then as well. But I will tell you that at the beginning when they first have it is when they are most excited. So timing the testimonial is so important. Okay, so timing is the first thing. Now, the next thing is in order to get more testimonials, right? More social proof, that's what a testimonial is. It's social proof. It's telling other people that this service and this person is the person to go to, that they made a good decision and therefore the prospect will also make a good decision by going to you. So the next step is to automate. So you want to automate the process. The best way to automate the process is to have it in the computer. So it's easy for you to hand the person your iPad and they can do it right there. Or some people will automate their testimonials where if you have a booking software that after the client leave their appointment, it sends them a follow-up message saying, thank you so much for coming in. I hope you enjoyed your service. We really enjoyed having you. Here's a few more points to remember about your aftercare instructions. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave a testimonial letting us know about your experience. If you have something like that, check, you know, a lot of times your booking software will already have that automated. So it's easy. It sends that message off and you don't even have to think about it. It does a few things. One, it follows up with them and lets them know you're still thinking about them and you're telling them about the aftercare. You're saying, I enjoyed meeting you. Even though it's an automated message, people still like to get it. And you're saying, please leave a review. While they're feeling good, they get that message within the first 24 hours after leaving your office. Remember, we want to time it. And while they're still feeling good, and they'll leave a message. Now, the only problem with the automate is that it relies on the fact that you have to assume people are going to take the time to do it, right? And we all know that this is one of those things out of sight, out of mind. I know I personally have had lots of good intentions about leaving reviews. And I've said, oh, that person was so amazing. I'm going to leave a review. And then I get busy and I forget. Um, And now I've actually started to make it where right after I leave the establishment, I go on Google or I go on Yelp or something and I leave the review. I just did it for an Italian restaurant that we went to. We had to eat outside, but they were super lovely. Got the to-go food and we just ate outside. And I'm just trying to leave more reviews because I also believe that if you want more reviews, you have to leave more reviews. Because people are busy, we want to incentivize. (laughs) 
Everybody loves a reward. And we know that if you incentivize, you're more likely to get more testimonials. And here's the thing, you know, people say, oh, I don't want to spend money on it. The more incentives that you can get to get more testimonials, the more money comes back into your business. Because remember, these testimonials do a few things. They establish you as the authority in your business and in your area. They also help other people relate. They say, oh, well, if, if that person had that experience and if that person had that result, then I can have it too, right? So they all of a sudden start to answer objections that your potential clients might have, your prospective clients might also be wondering about. And they also, not only do they answer objections, but they make it seem realistic, Sometimes when people want to have these beauty services, if they don't read any stories about people that are like them, they feel like it's just something that's on their to-do list or their wish list or their bucket list. And it doesn't feel like it can be a reality versus when they read those testimonials and they see other people that are like them that have done it, right? So it's one of those things that when you see other people that were courageous, you feel like being more courageous, right? You feel inspired to be brave, right? So that is the thing. So we want to incentivize them. So you can think of lots of ways to incentivize them. I wrote down some things like, for example, you could give them, if you have a um, Amazon card, you know, $25 Amazon card, you could say anybody, we do a monthly drawing for anybody that leaves a review on Yelp. We pull those reviews and we pick a winner and we give a $25 gift card, or you could even do a $50 gift card. Because again, I think that you should spend a little bit more money to get more testimonials, incentivize them. And you could say that the $50 gift card needs to be spent in your shop. So it doesn't have to be a gift card that just goes to any other business. It's money that's actually coming back to your business. So it's a $50 gift card that encourages them to come back and buy more services or buy more products from you. You see how that works? That's one of the ways that you can incentivize them. You can also have, if you do not have a booking system, you can also have your how to leave a review on the back of a business card. So maybe you have a little business card. You can have those printed. Not, it's not expensive to use one of the services. Business cards are very cheap. You can get like 500 for $10, uh, 500 business cards for $10. And you can have on the front, so it won't, won't be a real business card, but it could have on the front, it could have some aftercare instructions, something that they're going to want to hold on to and read right? And then on the back, it can talk about how to leave a review. And you can say, we really appreciate reviews. It would mean so much to me if you could let us know about your service. And, and then you give them, the, don't just say visit our website, or don't just say visit our Facebook page and leave a review. Make it, you know, actually put the URL there. Make it easy for them to leave a review. The less friction you have, meaning the less hoops they have to jump through or the less hurdles they have to jump over to make to leave a review, the more reviews you're going to get. Okay. Now, the last part of this, I want you to stay with me because I have a new way of doing testimonials that I think you guys are going to love. So we talked about, I'm just looking at my notes, we talked about the booking system and remember that that is good, but remember people can get distracted. So you can also have incentives where you do the monthly drawings. You can have the, any way that you can make this easier 
for them to do it, that's what's key. And the more case studies that you have and the more testimonials you have and the more variety you have, the better. Okay. So if you can have someone that is talking about, you know, maybe you have a person that is older and with more mature skin and she was worried about, you know, how she would look after the service. Right. And then you can have, and then the results and how she felt and all the compliments that she got. Right. If she's, if you're doing the testimonial when she's coming back for her follow up visit, you could have someone that is talking about that she's a mom and she never does anything for herself. And when she came in to take a little time or self care, it's actually helped her be a better mom because now she has more time with her kids and she doesn't have to worry about her skincare routine or her makeup routine in the morning. Like she feels more confident and therefore she shows up as a better mom. So you see how you want to have some different stories that everybody can relate to. Okay. The next part is reciprocity. So reciprocity is really important. There is a story about when they did a study where they sent out Christmas cards to random strangers, right? They sent out 200 Christmas cards to people they didn't know, okay, in this study. And they did that. In the first year, they actually got a few Christmas cards back. Okay. The second year they did it again and they got even more Christmas cards back by the third year, all of uh, they sent out, let's just say they sent out a hundred Christmas cards. They got half of the Christmas cards back, meaning not the same card back, but that someone, a complete stranger got a card and thought, Oh, I must know this person, even though they did not know this person's complete stranger. And since they received a card, they felt like they should send a card. Okay. So by the third year, 50% of the people actually sent a card back to a complete stranger. Isn't that crazy? It's because the law of reciprocity, meaning that Thank goodness, as humans, when someone does something nice for us, we want to repay the favor, okay? We want to feel like there is an even exchange. And by the way, this is also why it's important that you honor the value of your services and your pricing because with your pricing, it's always an exchange. So if you're doing a deep discount on your services, you know, everybody has different reasons for doing different things. But if you're doing a deep, deep discount, the reciprocity is not the same because there's not the same energetic exchange. Reciprocity is that when the client is feeling good about their purchase and their service, now you want to offer them an unexpected bonus. So an unexpected bonus could be that they get, like, let's just say they get their permanent eyebrows done and then you give them a free upgrade of getting LED light therapy, right? You have the little LED machine and you give them this bonus, this unexpected bonus, and that LED light is going to help with the healing, right? It's going to help with the healing. And so their skin will heal faster. And so you give that bonus, you already have the machine, so it doesn't really cost you anything. Maybe you normally charge anywhere from 20 to $40 for that little upgrade, but you give it to them for free. Okay. These are just some things to think about. Now that could be an unexpected bonus. Another unexpected bonus could be that you offer a little ice pack and then you let them take it home, right? We've all seen, I have the little lips 
after a client has a service, you can the ice pack and you let them take that home, especially with COVID-19. Before you could, you might sterilize them and reuse them, but you give that to them and you let that them take that home. Maybe you give them a little trial size or some small travel size products, right? Maybe it's a travel size sunscreen or maybe it's some little lip balm or something like that, okay? These are all examples of a little unexpected bonus. Now, when you have this unexpected bonus, this sets up reciprocity. One of the things I like to do for my students all the time in the Elevate program is I like to just release unadvertised bonuses. And just, I always feel like, you know, that idea of under promise and over deliver, just keep giving them more and more and more. So where they're like, wow, I just paid for this, but I'm getting all of this. Like it just keeps, there's just more and more and more, right? So more ways to build your business, right? So that reciprocity, they're going to feel like, oh, that's good. So you're, what you're going to say is, I'm going to go get your aftercare ready, right? Or I'm going to let you do this LED and they can hold the little LED if it's a handheld or, you know, put the goggles on if it's a, a larger one that they sit under. And after you give them that bonus or the ice pack or whatever you decide, then you say, do you mind filling out a two-minute survey? right? And most people are going to say, yeah, no, I don't mind, right? They're going to fill out that two-minute survey. You're going to have it. Remember, you're going to have it automated. You're going to have it on your iPad. It's a survey, and that way you don't have to transfer it or retype it out. It's already on your iPad. You hand it to them. You can do this in a simple Google Forms. You can create a Google document that's a Google Forms, and it's a little survey. Very easy to do, and there's many YouTube videos on how to create it. And I'm going to give you some key questions to ask in just a moment, but they are going to fill that out. Okay. And so you've timed it, you've automated, you've incentivized, and there's that reciprocity, right? They feel good. So they are going to want to, you're giving them something and they're going to want to leave a nice review. And here's the thing, when they answer these questions, you're only going to have about four to five questions. You don't want it to take too long, but they're going to be key questions. Now, not every question that they answer is going to be a winner, meaning that you might say to them, what are three unexpected benefits of the procedure? And you know, the first two answers that they give you might not be that great, but the third one might be fantastic, right? Or if you have four questions that they answer in this survey, the survey is by the way, a testimonial and the survey, then you don't want to have too many questions, but say the first two answers that they give you for question one and two, they're not so great, but answers that they give you for three and four are really good. And you can use those in a testimonial. And if the overall testimonial is really great, then you might want to do a video testimonial. We actually have a whole testimonial template. We have two testimonial templates in the Elevate program. Which, by the way, I'll let you know, we are going to be opening the doors again for Elevate program, which is going to be the end of July. So if you're wanting to really take your business to the next level, you need systems and strategies to grow your business, that's what Elevate is about. It's helping you become the go-to beauty business in your area. What we've covered today, just to give you a little review, is we talked about the importance of social proof. We talked about moving forward. Who knows what's going to happen with the economy? Who knows what's going to happen with COVID-19? We can't sit around and stress about that, but we can take this time to have the proper foundations in our business to build sales. And testimonials is all about 
building that sales, right? It's that social proof. It is answering objections for prospective clients. And we want to time it. We want to automate it. We want to incentivize the law of reciprocity so that we can get more testimonials. I'm going to give you some of the questions that you can ask. And these are key questions because they are actually, there's a lot that you can do with these questions. So the first one is, what are the three biggest benefits? And you can change this if you are doing this for if they're coming back, you know, with a, if they're coming back for a follow up, you can say you've experienced since you had blank service. Or so you can have two different forms. If you're giving them the survey right when they have the service, you can say, what are the three biggest benefits? that you see from having this service, right? But name the service, okay? So that's number one. What are the three biggest benefits? And again, you want to say three. So people, you know, will say generally, I'm going to save more time. I'm going to feel better in the morning, whatever that, but you want to ask what are the three biggest benefits that either you've experienced since having this service or that you anticipate experiencing, okay? Number two, how has, and you're going to name the service, always reinforce the name of the service, okay? That way when they leave your office, they can say, that sexy brow service was amazing, (laughs) right? Whatever you call it, right? You want to have your signature name for your signature service. How has blank service improved your life over the last 30 days. And you can have that as a follow-up question, only as a follow-up question. Okay. Because remember I said, we're going to do four to five questions. So if, if you're doing this immediately after they have the service, you would not put that question in there. Okay. What, this is your third question. What one big problem or issue did this service eliminate for you? Okay. So the first thing we're talking about is the benefits. So people are talking about like saving time and looking better and that those benefits, right? Feeling more confident. In this third question, we're asking what issue did it solve for you? So those are two different questions, by the way. Okay. So somebody might say, I felt like my brows were sparse or uneven or not symmetrical, or I felt like they made me look tired or it gave me a, I didn't have a lift or, you know, that type of thing. They were aging me. So that's a different question. I know it seems like it's the same question. It's a different question. Okay. Then the next question would be, what made you decide to come to blank office or, you know, the name of your business to get this service? Okay. So you're asking, why did they want to come to you? So when they say, when I saw that Elaine had so many great reviews, I knew that she was the clear choice for me. Or when I saw that Donna had such beautiful pictures, I knew that I wanted to come to her. Right? So these are great answers. This is different than when somebody just leaves you a review and says that, see, Darcy was great, right? You know, Darcy was great is a nice review. Catalina did beautiful brows. That's a nice review, but you want a better type of review. You want a testimonial. Remember a story, as we said, that clients will see themselves in and then also want to book, right? That's going to also answer their objections. 
All right. The last question, and you can have, we have different ones on our client testimonial template, but I just thought I would throw a few of these out for you. What would you tell other people that are thinking about, you can either use the word investing in this service. You could use, you could say, what would you tell other people that are thinking about having this service? What would you tell other people that are thinking about having this service? And then they're going to give you your, their answer. Do you see how these, this survey, these key questions are going to help give you a better testimonial? Give me a yes if you see that. Okay. So we talked about the benefits. We talked about the problem. We talked about what might've been holding them back, why they chose you and what they would say to others. Okay. And again, that's only going to take them, you know, a few minutes, right? You're going to leave to go get what you're getting. And then they are going to, and you're going to get their aftercare together. And they're going to be filling out this little quick survey and That's the reciprocity. And the other thing is what you are also doing at that time, just so you know, this is a little like ninja side trick here. When you have somebody fill out a survey and you're asking them these questions, they are reminding themselves of why they decided to have the service. They're reminding themselves of the benefits of the service, right? So I don't want to say they're talking themselves into it, but they're reminding themselves that they made a good decision. Remember that you are confirming to them. You know, I've talked about this before that sometimes, you know, with real estate, the real estate broker will say things like, you know, can you see yourself living in this home? Or do you think that this is a nice backyard? And the person viewing the home, you start to say, yes, yes. You start to talk yourself into it. Right. And that's a little like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, or basically the idea is that when they are filling out this survey, they are reminding themselves of the benefits. And how likely do you think when they remind themselves of the benefits? And that last question is, what would you tell someone else that's thinking about getting this service? How likely do you think that they're going to then tell a friend? Like it's almost suggestive. In fact, you could actually have on the next page or at the bottom, you could have a button that submits it to Facebook or says share to Facebook or something like that. I mean, that takes a little bit more technical um, ability to set that up, but you could have a button that says tell a friend, or you could just have them put a friend's email right? And then you can reach out to that friend and say, your friend such and such referred you. And so I wanted to reach out and tell you about our services and maybe a special discount for a friends and family referral, right? So when you have that, when that last question says, would, what would you say to somebody that's thinking about having the service? It then reminds them, oh yeah, I should tell a friend, right? So All of these things work together. This is how the human brain is primed. And this is why I also say so many times we see, you know, there are many marketing tactics, right? There's not one way to grow your business. There are, you know, people say, oh, I should do Pinterest or I should do Instagram or I should do YouTube or I should do the local paper or I should do events. And I say, yes, do whatever works for you. But there are basic foundations, right? There are marketing principles that are not going away, right? Because they're not based on anything that's trendy. It's not a trendy tactic. It's based on foundations of how people operate, right? It's a 
on based on how we are as humans. Okay. And so when you operate with those principles, when you're able to use those principles to your advantage and not in a sleazy manipulative way, because we're doing services that actually help people, but we're helping them see that, that we can help them, right? We can help get them out of the pain and into the transformation and make their life better. And so we help them see that with the social proof. Okay, guys. So just a review, you need that social proof. People are more skeptical with advertising and they are more distracted and other than what's happening all over the world. And Lord knows there's something every other day, every day, actually, they're more distracted. And so you, in order to have a successful business, you need to have sales in your business. And we need to think about the fall and the future and prepare for that and do some of that groundwork to build up our marketing now. And one of those key things to build up your marketing is with that social proof, that testimonials, because the more testimonials you have, the easier sales become. You want to time it when people are most excited about their purchase and service. You want to automate it because if it's not automated, you might have great intentions, but if you don't have that form already made, or if you don't have those business cards printed out, or if you don't have a way to easily collect testimonials, it won't happen, right? What's the saying? The road was paved with good intentions, right? We all have good intentions. You have to schedule it and get it done. Okay. The next thing is we want to incentivize them with some type of bonus and that activates the law of reciprocity. Don't forget that the Elevate program is going to be opening up in July, so we'll have more information about that. This is just one of our principles. This is the principle of positioning your business, positioning your business to be seen as the go-to authority, the leader in your area. And so there's different ways of positioning. This is just one part of it, but I wanted to give you a little sneak peek of the Amplify system that is part of the Elevate program. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.